Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that engages us this morning is from the lesson just read, specifically Isaiah chapter 48, verse 20. Get out of Babylon, flee from Chaldea, declare it with a shout of joy. Susanna Pedroizen heard her little daughter cry out, Mommy, I'm thirsty, I want a drink. Susanna and little four-year-old Gandy found themselves in their basement, crushed under tons of collapsed concrete and steel. It was December 7th, 1988, and 55,000 people had just died from a massive earthquake in Armenia. Mommy, I'm so thirsty. I want a drink. Scratching around in the darkness of their basement, Susanna found some shattered glass, and she used it to cut her left hand, giving her hand to little Ganny, the daughter began to suck her mother's blood. Days passed. Susanna lost track of how many times she cut up her hands. She only knew that if she stopped, her daughter would die. Hands were cut. Blood was shed. And the child was saved. In August of 586 B.C., Israel's world caved in. The temple collapsed. The monarchy lay in ruins. The land was devastated by famine and warfare. All hope was dismantled and destroyed. And adding (laughs) to the injury... And adding to the further wreckage and carnage of 586 B.C. was the fact that 700 miles away from home, Israel's exiles found themselves in a basement called Babylon. And with every passing year, the Babylonian god Marduk appeared to be more and more impressive and powerful and real, while at the same time the Israelite God, Yahweh, appeared to become more impotent and unreal. The exiles began to get accustomed to their new way of life. Economic documents unearthed by Tel El Marasu by the Tigris River indicates that blending in with Babylon brought with it stunning financial success. Living comfortably, apparently, in a land of darkness and death was no big deal. It's the whole boiling pot syndrome, right? You throw a frog into a boiling pot of hot water, and apparently the frog will jump out. But throw a frog into lukewarm water, and slowly but surely, as the heat is ratcheted up, 
that frog will die. <laughs> These exiles in Babylon were calling their dark basement their new normal. They're in hot water. If they don't get out soon, they will spiritually die. So Isaiah has a call, <laughs> and he is charged to do whatever he can to get these people to wake up and get out of Babylon. <laughs> so he says that Yahweh will lay bare his holy arm before the sight of all the nations. For you see, the glory of Yahweh will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together. Those who wait on Yahweh will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and they will not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. For you see, in Yahweh's kingdom, a bruised reed he will not break, and even a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In Isaiah chapter 51, verse 17, and then again for good emphasis in 52, verse 1, the prophet cries out in Hebrew, Uri, Uri, wake, awake. The climax of this impassioned preaching comes in our text in 48:20. Get out of Babylon. Flee from Chaldea. Declare it with a shout of joy. And Israel's response? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, apparently the lights of Babylon, the economics of Babylon, the religion of Babylon coaxed most of them into staying in Babylon. That's why throughout chapter 48 of the book of Isaiah, the prophet calls these people, and I quote, unyielding, headstrong, deceptive, deaf, prone to idolatry, and a stubborn rebel from birth. The exiles refused to listen to the gospel of their salvation. The Hebrew word shema, to listen, is the governing word of the chapter. It appears 11 times in Isaiah chapter 48. Can't you just imagine the exiles listening to a sermon like this? And if they could, they'd say something like this to Isaiah. Isaiah, <laughs> haven't you heard? Babylon is the new military, economic, religious superpower of the day. This is the land of life, liberty, and the purchase of happiness. Isaiah, you want us to go back to little backwater Judah? How inconvenient it would be to liquidate all our assets, pack our bags, and go back to a land devastated by warfare and famine? <laughs> Isaiah, have you lost your mind? This is like drinking raw sewage 
instead of clear, crisp, Rocky Mountain spring water. This is like a bankrupt company rejecting a generous government bailout. These exiles are unmoved by Isaiah's stunning poetry, alarming narrative, and breathtaking doxologies. Our bondage began with just one more drink, one more glance, one more lie, one more fling, and then just one more, and then one more. And we all know one more eventually leads to just one more. I know. Oh, God. I know. And our response to God's call to listen, to the gospel of our salvation. (laughs) It's so hard, you see, to listen when the world has come tumbling down upon us, when we find ourselves trapped in darkness. And in a basement (laughs) called Babylon. Sure, at first, it's crushing to look around and see ourselves addicted and possessed by stuff like pornography or workaholism or people's approval or church gossip. It's crushing to know that my hopes and dreams and my future lay collapsed underneath tons of steel and concrete and lies and deceptions. But you know, after a while, we grow accustomed to our surroundings. You see, month after month, maybe year after year, it becomes so easy for me to deny that I'm stuck on stuff that kills and steals and destroys. Hear the word of Yahweh. Get out of Babylon. Flee from Chaldea. Declare it with a shout of joy. You see, it's in Yahweh's heart to call people out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He called Avram and Sarai out of Haran because that was the center of moon worship. We all know he called Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah because that was the center of sexual perversion. And through Moses, Yahweh called Israel out of Egypt because that was the epicenter of a socialization that brought about massive dehumanization. At the core of Israel's narrative is this ongoing call to get out of what is decadent and dark and dead. But so often, sisters and brothers, we don't shema. 
We don't listen to the gospel of freedom and light. The classic response to this kind of preaching is back in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 10 and 11. Quote, Speak to us smooth things. Prophesy illusions. Stop confronting us with Kadosh Yisrael, the Holy One of Israel. But deep down, we're still thirsty, right? Not for more of the same darkness. Oh no, that's like salt water in the desert. That stuff doesn't quench, it kills. No, we're thirsty for a clean start, a fresh break, a forgiven life. We're we're thirsting for a loving hand to reach into the darkness of our shattered wreckage and get us out. Well, that's exactly what Isaiah promises. Throughout chapters 40 to 55, he announces that if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Just a few words from, say, chapter 43. Yahweh says, fear not, I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You're mine. And he's coming to get you. Because we belong to him. Listen to this promise. Yahweh says, you are precious and honored in my sight, and I love you. And at the end of chapter 43, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud and your sins like the morning mist. (laughs) These great and precious and life-giving promises are found and fulfilled and oh my, do they come to fruition in Isaiah's servant who alone has the authority and the love and the compassion to reach into our basement and get us out. And he does it with hands laced in blood. You see, finally, blood was all Jesus had. His disciples had deserted him. His garments had been gambled away. Even the Father turned his back. You see, the blood of Jesus is all he had. (laughs) But the blood of Jesus is all we need. What can wash away my sin? Nothing (laughs) but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, hands were cut and the blood was shed and the children are saved. And our response? (laughs) This day is a new day. We get out of Babylon. We flee from Chaldea and we declare it to the world with a shout of joy. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.